Hello, and welcome to the third Sunday of Easter. I'm so glad you are able to join me today. Let us begin our worship with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Eternal and all-merciful God, with all the angels and all the saints, we laud your majesty and might. By the resurrection of your Son, show yourself to us and inspire us to follow Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. After he appeared to his followers in Jerusalem, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, We'll go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just about daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? And they said to him, No. He said to them, Cast the nets to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were able to haul it in. They were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred fifty-three of them. And there were so many, the net was, but, and even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? 
Now Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. One of my favorite Bible stories is the conversion of Saul, which is in today's reading from Acts, which I'd like to read to you now. Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus called Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, whom appeared to you on your way here, he has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized, and after taking some food he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. 
Well, as you can see, Saul is passionate, bold, and confident as he goes around the countryside preaching about his hate for the disciples. He rallies people to his side and incites people to go out and hunt down anyone who claims Jesus as the Lord. He wants all the disciples of Christ to be killed. So what did Jesus do when he saw what was happening? He could have easily struck Saul down and gotten rid of him, but he didn't. Jesus saw in Saul something to be admired. His bold, passionate, and confident way of speaking was impressive. All Saul needed was to be redirected and to use his talents for the good of the Lord. Jesus wanted to help accomplish this, so he enlisted the help of those near Saul. Jesus came to Saul as a flash of light and spoke to him. Jesus caused him to lose his sight, to lose his old way of life. The first to help Saul were the men who were traveling with him. They took Saul into town and found him a place to stay. Now Jesus needed one of his disciples to provide further care for Saul. He chose Ananias, knowing that he would do whatever the Lord asked of him. Even though at first he was afraid of Saul because of all he had heard about the evil he was doing to other disciples. And maybe Ananias thought Saul had gotten just what he deserved and did not want him to be healed. But he cast his feelings aside and did as the Lord commanded. Now that Saul could see again, he spent time with the disciples and his conversion was complete. He began to use his passion to proclaim Jesus as the Son of God. I'm sure at first the disciples were skeptical and a little leery of his actions. But as we know from our readings, Saul changed his name to Paul and traveled the countryside, establishing churches and preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Although Jesus could have easily found a way to take care of Saul on his own, he chose to involve others in this conversion. Jesus knew that by involving others, they would learn how to go out and proclaim Jesus as Lord. If the men with Saul had not heard the Lord speak and see Saul be stricken, they may have continued on their way. We can hope that what they saw that day also converted them and when Ananias gave Saul his sight back, it gave Saul a new purpose in life, a new direction that led him to follow Jesus and proclaim Jesus as Lord. We see some of that same strategy in our gospel reading from John. Jesus has again appeared to his disciples. He prepared for them breakfast on the shore of the sea after he had helped them pull in a large catch of fish. After breakfast, they were sitting together and visiting. Jesus asked Simon Peter if he loves him. Simon Peter enthusiastically answered yes three times. Each time, Jesus responded with a slightly different request. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and feed my sheep. Just as Jesus involved his disciples, his disciple Ananias in attending to Saul, he is commanding his disciple Simon Peter to take care of the flock when he is no longer with them. 
What happens when you feed the sheep and lambs? Well, they continue to come to you and will follow you. They will trust you with their needs and not stray. That is what Jesus wants for all of us. He wants us to tend to others, and he wants us to be fed and be satisfied. Jesus doesn't want any of his flock to stray. After Simon Peter professed his love of Jesus and his willingness to do as he commanded, Jesus had a warning for him. He told him that his life would not be easy and people would go against him. He would suffer and face death because of his loyalty to Jesus. But that did not stop him, just as it did not stop Saul. Saul's conversion sent him eventually to jail. He was scorned and ridiculed. None of Jesus' disciples found life as easy as one of his flock. Although we do not face the same hardships as the first disciples, we too can face scorn or ridicule because of our love for Jesus. And we know that there are people who have died for their conviction to follow Jesus, even today. It is not something that just happened a long time ago. It is happening now. It is not always easy to feed the lambs and tend to the sheep. There are many outside forces that cause the flock to stray. Life offers choices, and not everyone makes the choice that leads them to Jesus. But it is not all doom and gloom. Remember all the people that I said were with us on Easter Sunday to celebrate the risen Lord? They knew where to come to be fed. They brought the children to hear the story. They set a foundation for their children to continue to be fed. Our doors are open every week to feed the people with the Holy Supper. They are fed not only at communion, but they are fed with the word of God and with the friendliness of those around them. They may not be here every week, but we know they know where they can come to get the nourishment they need. Just as Jesus used Ananias and Simon Peter, Jesus uses us. If Jesus stood here today and asked you, Do you love me? I'm sure your answer would be the same as Simon Peter's. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus' command to you would be the same as it was to Simon Peter. Feed my lambs and tend my sheep. Take that command seriously. There are many sheep that need to find their way in this world. There are some who, like Saul, need to be redirected. How can we be of help? As you go out, be thinking of those who need guidance to find the Lord. Offer them what they need so they are not alone. Once they see how wonderful the food is that Jesus has to offer, they will not want to stray again. And the command from Jesus to follow me will be easy to do. Once you find the joy in being a follower of Jesus, you will not want to let Jesus out of your sight. Amen.
Using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our holy faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Set free from captivity to sin and death, we pray to the God of resurrection for the church, people in need, and all of creation. Holy One of new beginnings, fill us with new life. Send us into the world as you sent your apostles, Philip and James, to invite people to come and see your wondrous acts in Christ. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Revive ecosystems that have been devastated by natural forces and human negligence. Reestablish plants and animal life that have suffered. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with government officials as they work for the good of all people. Give all who labor fair treatment and just wages. And be with those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Restore all people who cry to you for help. Turn their mourning into dancing and clothe them with joy, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be present to faithful ones who are persecuted for following you and give them strength in the name of Jesus. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Join our voices with angels, creatures, and all the saints in praising Christ and bestowing upon him all blessing and honor and glory. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In your mercy, O God, respond to these prayers and renew us by your life-giving Spirit, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Go in peace, share the good news. Thanks be to God.